Hello and welcome to the LCU Coaches Show on 99.1 Shep Radio, KLCTLP, Lubbock, Texas. Thank you for listening, whether it's live on 99.1 FM, online at shapradio.com, or later on the LCU podcast. I'm Nathan Carcino, and I'm pleased to be joined by LCU head volleyball coach Keith Gibney. Coach, how are you today? I'm doing great. Uh, appreciate you having me. Glad to be here. Last time we talked was the preseason special before the team's trip to Montana. And since then, it's been smooth sailing for the Lady Shep. So what are some of your initial thoughts on this stretch to start the season? Yeah, so two weeks in, seven games in. Um, we're sitting at 7-0, and which, which feels really good. We're so young and so many new girls, we had no idea what to expect uh, going in. I we, I could be sitting here at 0-7, and I wouldn't have been all that surprised. So um, we're really happy with the way the first two weeks have gone, um, how our schedule is playing out, um, the, the level at which they're playing. I mean, we still got room for improvement. We're trying to get better every day. It, it, it gets tougher, but we're really happy with the way things are as of today. It is the best start for LCU Volleyball since the team started 8-0 in 2010. And of course, the best start in your tenure here as head coach. What has it felt like to build this momentum and see it continue to grow now as you get towards the top of some of these LCU record books are already in your third year? Yeah, I'm, I'm not even familiar with, with the numbers or anything like that. Um, you know, what? I'm a baseball fan and <laughs> a Dodger fan and Joe Torre was a manager for a long, long time and he... One of his things was just win today and don't think about anything else. And I guess that's kind of where we're at. And even having a, a streak starting off like that, we try not to look into it too much or talk about records or anything like that. We're just going to work each day and try try to win the next one. Um, but, I mean, it's been fun to be here, and uh, hopefully we can we can keep that going. Looking at that Montana trip in particular, you opened the season four games and four victories in Billings, especially ending that off with a five-setter against the host, MSU Billings. What level of confidence did that opening tournament give you for ultimately the rest of your schedule? Yeah, that was so good for the girls just to um, have early success. They kind of settled in right away. I mean, that that whole trip was a really good experience. We, we flew and arrived at our hotel in Billings, Montana, about 10.30 p.m. the night before an 8 a.m. match. <laughs> and there were so many variables with transfers and flights, and I was a little nervous that we cut a little too close. Um, I think we left our hotel at 6.15 the next morning to get to the gym, You know, had a little quick breakfast and went to the gym, and I was thinking if we can get through the opener here uh, unscathed, our schedule will play out pretty nicely. And obviously a team we didn't know anything about from South Dakota, we end up losing the first set. And uh, so it's like, okay, how, how's this going to go? But from that point on, um, they did settle in nicely and we kind of went on a, a good little streak there. And then it did end with the uh, the five set match against the home team. And that was a it was a fun match. Even if we had come up short on that, I just would have said it was high quality, long volleys, kind of intense at moments. Uh, we, we, you know, had a, a card pulled at the very, we had to pull a card at the very end to challenge a call to win the actual fifth set. So everything about it, you know, worked in our favor, but it was just fun. And then going home, you, you know, we had a sightsee day afterwards. So it was sure nice to uh, get to relax and uh, go four and oh, and then kind of have that downtime before we head home and looking, looking to the next weekend. So everything about it was a great experience. 
Kiana Falaha, the tournament MVP, and Kate Ginnebacher also on the all-tournament team, receiving recognition, having great tournaments, but it was a great overall team performance, like you mentioned. So what were some of the brightest spots you noticed and that impressed you the most with those two in particular or in, with the team on the floor? Yeah, well, I'm looking at each of those. Kiana... Uh, junior year, her second year to play pretty regularly, but this year we're asking her to play all six rotations. Um, and last year she just played front row. So we're asking a lot more of her on the defensive side, serving, serve, receive, um, never leaving the court. So then fatigue becomes a little bit of a factor, but she kind of just stepped up and did what she had to do. And on, on the back row side where it was a little new, um, she did a really good job. She was really steady by that last uh, match and even the last set, I told her in the locker room. I said, you know, I don't know what your numbers are, but you kind of put put us on your back there and got us through because she was just getting some kills at clutch time. So I think we we're going to be able to count on her all years being one of our steady hitters. Um, she's competitive. She takes a big swing. Um, she's got just enough mean in her to go out there and c- compete really hard. Um, Kaiten, the other one you mentioned, you know, our setter, another junior. She has a full year of experience setting, and she is, you know, kind of the quarterback out there, runs the show. She has a very calming presence. She's a great decision maker, um, just very smart in all, all her decisions, you know, who, who's getting the ball, um, when to be an offensive threat. So sometimes you don't notice her, but she's always doing a really good job for us, both offense and defense, but she really does a good job of, you know, running the offense. Probably one more I would say is Chloe Menard. Um, she's a senior, great kid, good athlete. She's been a defensive specialist, but this year we moved her into libero position. So it's kind of an honor to win that jersey. Um, and so that weekend was her first time um, as libero, and she stepped up. She did a really good job. She was incredibly steady, got a lot of digs. Um, this past weekend, she was really sick. She was under the weather, so she was just tough as nails fighting through all that, and she probably wasn't her true self, but we expect her to have a great year. You mentioned it a little before, but another plus of that Montana trip is the opportunity to relax a little bit and to explore, bond as a group. So other than volleyball, what were some of your favorite memories from this experience? Yeah, well, I mean, the scenery was just, you know, not at all West Texas. So (laughs) it was uh, really pretty everywhere you look, even getting off that plane and the airport, you know, felt very much like Montana and they had these big old windows that overlooks the mountains. And it's like, okay, we're, we're not in Lubbock anymore. (laughs) Um, pretty much the two days we were there after we got there was volleyball, you know, volleyball and food and hotel (laughs) that I felt like that's all we were doing. Um, the last day being, it was Labor Day weekend. We didn't have classes on Monday that gave us all of Sunday. Um, we just marked as a sightsee day. So we kept it pretty simple, but we had a bus, um, we went to a really nice lake, just took some pictures, walked around for a little bit. And then we went to, a, a, it's called Big Sky, Montana, and it's about an hour south of Bozeman. Uh, they have a ski resort there and they keep a few lifts in the summertime open for mountain biking and things like that. So we, we got them lift tickets and we all went to the top and kind of hiked around and really enjoyed the views. Uh, then we went and had a good dinner at kind of a cool restaurant in downtown Bozeman, uh, that night, kind of a burger place. So it was it was a pretty relaxing day while still trying to take advantage of being there and take it all in. And then we had a 5.25 a.m. flight the next morning to get get back to Lubbock. So, um, you know, those trips are a grind when you're traveling with a group. There's just so much planning to do and so many obstacles that could could mess things up. But we, we came home, we were just like that. Besides the wins, I mean, it's just everything went smooth. Our, our girls are just 
great kids off the court. They're really enjoyable to be around, and that's really important to my wife and I. And uh, that was very true that weekend. Absolutely. Uh, ultimately, you did return home, although the pictures were very nice. Um, Lady Shaps ultimately then hosted the annual Shap Classic the following weekend at the Rip Griffin Center, winning all three of those games to move to that current 7-0 record. What was it like to be back in the Rip Griffin playing in front of a home crowd for the first time that year? Yeah, uh, you, you just love being at home. You know, all the comforts of your locker room and sleeping in your own bed. Um, I think the girls were a little geeked up for that first one because we, we we played a little inconsistent, but I was proud that we could you know not play our best and still get a win. Um, after that, we settled in and played a little bit better, but always fun playing at home. Our fans, the students, we love seeing them at the game. The cheerleaders are there. They just make it a good atmosphere for us. And I mean, we're, we're dialed into being on the court and trying to win, but we know everything that goes along with it. And we so appreciate that atmosphere playing in the rip, which is a great facility. And then just the, all the other comforts of home is great. In that final game of the Shep Classic, LCU took on Minot State out of North Dakota uh, for the second time over the yeah. course of a week after yeah. playing them in Montana earlier. Although both of these matches were straight set wins, uh, did you notice anything about how the team made adjustments from that first match and then executing them in that second match here at home? Um a little bit. It was really um, playing them in Montana, but then watching them play other teams, I felt like we had a good idea, good idea who they were. It was their first weekend, too. Um, and I actually watched them play against somebody else in our gym. And right away, I was like, okay, that, that team's a little bit different. They, they looked a little better. They're just sharper. Now, against us, I didn't think they played as well. They did challenge us in the third set. Um, but it was a good match for us. Playing on some random team from North Dakota two weekends in a row is just what are the odds of that? But they had already committed to come to our tournament when I saw the uh, schedule for Billings. So there it was. They were on our schedule two weeks in a row. So I'm fine with that, especially as we uh, not in conference play yet. I just want to see teams that we're not going to normally get to see. The other two games were against Arkansas schools, and I coached in Arkansas. So knew both of those coaches, kind of had a history with them. So it was kind of fun. Seeing those schools, um, they were old conference rivals, having them in our gym, and then especially getting the wins off of them just kind of made it all great. Talking with LCU head volleyball coach Keith Gibney. Coach, you just mentioned it earlier, but Chloe Menard has been your primary libero this year. Um, she's in her senior year and hadn't played libero all three years prior uh, here as a lady chef. So how would you assess her overall performances in that new position? You mentioned um, getting steadier as the yeah. season has gone on. How has it been like watching her? Yeah, well, so this is our third year with her. So we feel like we know her really well on and off the court. And like I said, she's... She's just a great all-around athlete, but after being in our system for three years, it's been fun to watch her um, improve. She's also one of our captains. Um, I have a nickname for her, which is Cookie, um, and that's after an old baseball player named Cookie Rojas, who was known because he can play every position in Major League Baseball. I think he did at one time or another, and Chloe's that kind of athlete where she's a good jumper. She was a setter in high school. She was a hitter. So she just, as an athlete, she does everything well. Now we're asking her to play defense and focus on that, but she works hard and she's really tough. I mean, she's been playing through, like I said, illness last weekend, but all all preseason she had back problems. She went and got an x-ray and she has a broken rib and she's just she just deals with it. She doesn't complain about it and she just plays through it. So you love coaching kids like her. 
she and Callie Dolland are the two seniors listed on the roster this year. Other than their play on the court, how have you been able to see their experience and leadership influence the rest of this team? Yeah, it's been fun, you know, getting them as sophomores. You just get to know them after three years. Um, both of them have just, you know, buy, they buy into our system. They're, they're good leaders, good role models for the, the younger girls. Um, they both work camps with us this summer. So you kind of get to know them at all levels. And, you know, I, I kid with them and we have fun together. I really enjoy coaching those two girls. You, you're always going to miss them when they're gone, but you, you cherish the time they're here. And so I think they're both, you know, making the most of their senior year. They're trying to have fun with it, be good leaders, get it done on the court. And so while that's a small senior class, um, those two are a lot of impact for us in positive ways that, that we're going to use as much as we can. And then we're going to miss it when they're gone, but they're just both great kids. Some of the faces that they have influenced. You mentioned a an, a, gr a big group of new faces mm -hmm. on the team, um, and uh, certainly those two have led their way and influenced. And we have seen some pretty steady production and minutes from some of those newcomers and the freshman class, notably the Amarillo graduate Madison Eberly. She is currently fourth on the team in kills as a freshman. So, how has this new group of players adjusted to your philosophy and just asserted themselves in this team dynamic? Yeah, being here three years now, it gave us a little longer on. The the recruiting trail where we're getting to know these girls um, off the court. So Madison, I felt like I've known her for quite a long time. Her, She came from Bushland High School, which is just traditionally one of the best programs um, in the state. We had a former setter who played there, and uh, Madison and that former setter, Jaylee Sims, are in so many ways kind of the same person. So I kind of want, I've met their high school coach. He's a great guy, but I kind of wonder you know, what he's feeding them or what kind of information <laughs> they get because they are some of the most coachable kids I've ever seen. Just, you know, whatever I tell them to do, they're, they're all in and they're going to be really diligent about, you know, their, their role and what they need to do. And Madison is the epitome of that. I knew when we signed her what we got and she has answered all those things. She's a little bit undersized for a middle but she's fast and athletic and we kind of utilize that. And uh, she started off great. Um, and I just expect her to have a great career just on and off the court. She's kind of the whole package. Looking at the tournament coming up this week, the Shap the Lady Shaps are still home. LCU hosts UT Permian Basin, Texas mm -hmm. Women's, and Oklahoma Christian this Thursday, Friday, and Saturday in the Lone Star Conference crossover. And like Minot State, you will see all three of these teams later in the season. So as you get ready for this weekend, how are you expecting the ladies to approach these matches knowing that they will be seen again in the conference season? Yeah, yeah. It's a little bit of a weird mindset because they are conference opponents, but they're not conference games. Yep. Um, this matchup is basically set up based on previous year's standings. So we finished just ahead of these three teams. Um, that's how we won the right to host, which again, love getting to play at home again. Um, and then the fact that they finished right around where we did last year, you know they're going to be competitive. I know uh, Texas Women's is a really strong team this year. Oklahoma Christian was in our gym last week. We didn't play them, but we got to watch them. Um, and they are significantly improved. So I expect all of those to be very competitive. Uh, we want to win. If I'm playing a team twice and one is a conference game and one is not, I, I want to win the conference game. But that doesn't mean we take these lightly or approach them any different. Um, if you happen to kind of have a hiccup and get a loss on one of these, you know you have a chance to redeem yourself. So 
um, we're just going to, like I said, try to win today and take care of business every game. We'll see what happens. But it'll it'll be um, competitive, all, all three matches. And with how these four teams stacked up in the 2022 standings, during this scout scouting process for this weekend have you or are you planning on going back to any of last year's uh, matchups with them and picking out some things about these programs or um, is everything not, not at all <laughs> um you know we're so new and probably a lot of them are new right. I, I know the style just by playing them in the past i know mm-hmm. the coaches so some of those things are just already built in um we've already watched film so we play Permian Basin on Thursday. So we've watched quite a bit of film on them. You, you check out stats and things they do. So we'll prepare ourselves that way. The other two, we'll get to watch play each other on Thursday, and then we play them Friday, Saturday. So there's nothing better in scouting than watching a team live. So we kind of, even though Oklahoma Christian was in our gym last week, I just sat there like a fan and watched, knowing that we can truly scout them this weekend. So they're all different in their, in their styles. Um, we're... All, all four teams are coached by men, which is a little bit unique. I don't know mm-hmm. what the ratio is, men and women in Division Two volleyball, but there's there's plenty of female coaches out there. So we've kind of been joking around that it's kind of the, the dudes tournament <laughs> coaching these girls teams with all four men. Yeah. Other than getting a win, of course, in any of these games, this tournament, what are some of your key focal points that you want to see and emphasize as you had this have this last tournament before you head into the yeah. conference season? Yeah. Um, Probably consistency. You know, volleyball is a game of mistakes. And, you, you know, you play to 25 and you might lose 20 volleys or 23 and still still win. So volleyball is just, for, for me, it's about discipline, um, high IQ, and consistency. And and it's been okay. I mean, our, we've, we've been a pretty consistent and a better ball control team than we've been the past couple of years. And I think that's what's helped us. So every day in practice is just find a way to um, display and improve on ball control um, learning from past mistakes and being the more consistent team because mistakes happen. You just want to make less than your opponent. Um, hopefully this weekend, regardless of outcomes, we can play well, but what we know is it leads right into conference play from there. And every game for the rest of the season is a conference game and, and they're all big and they all matter. So this is still kind of the building blocks to get to that first opening weekend of Lone Star conference play. We talked about how fun it is to play at home in the Rip Griffin Center. So before we go, what are some words of encouragement to the rest of Shap Nation to come out to the Rip this weekend and catch some exciting volleyball? Yeah, well, I mean, I like to think that if they come to a game, they like what they see and they want to come back. Yep. Um, I love in a small school like this, it's hard to get out of the gym sometimes. You get over to Chapel or just be in the mall area and see all these kids because sometimes we're just with our athletes and that's what we see. But LCU has such a good core of students as outside of the student athlete realm. Um, and we love to see them involved, whether it's soccer, cross country, volleyball, whatever's going on in the fall, there's all kinds of stuff. And, and, uh, I know there's a lot for them to do and we love to see them at the athletic contest too. So hopefully they get on board with that. Our, our, we encourage our student athletes to get involved as much as they can on campus. Um, just clubs and any other things that are out there for them. We want them to be able to have those opportunities. So, Kind of the reciprocal side of that would be having these non-student athletes involved with us as well and going through the, the season with us and attending games. We, we, uh, we appreciate that. We love it. Well, it's been exciting to not only see the great success, but we're really looking forward to this weekend at home and then the rest of the conference season. So, Coach, thank you so much for joining me today yeah. and best of luck this yeah, week. Absolutely. Thank you very much. That was head coach of LCU Volleyball, Keith Gibney. His Lady Shaps have three matches this week inside the Rip Griffin Center. 
Thursday at 6 p.m. against UTPB, Friday at 6 p.m. versus Texas Women's, and Saturday at 3 p.m. against Oklahoma Christian. If you can't catch these matches at the rip, you can still listen live on Friday and Saturday as we'll bring them to you right here on 99.1 SHAP Radio from the SHAP Radio Sports Network. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the LCU Coaches Show, whether it be live on 99.1 FM, online at shapradio.com, or later on the LCU podcast. Be sure to tune in next week as well. But until then, enjoy more great music, talk, and sports right here on 99.1 Shap Radio. Thanks for listening to LCU's podcast. For more content like this, go to lcu.edu.